That's enough, DJ. That's enough. We are live today, Cantina MX Podcast. I'm your host, Jaime Landeros. Today we have a double pack. Me and uh, Joel are going to be tackling this double jornada that's going on as we speak. And uh, a lot of drama going on in Guadalajara. And uh, Marco Fabian is no longer homeless. So we're going to be going to talk about all this stuff. Joel, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, man. Chivas finally won. They had uh, broken a record of Chiva history, which was three games without being able to score a goal. But... <laughs> and uh, uh, But that's all in the past now. Holy smokes. Since our last episode, uh, Chivas lost their, like you mentioned, against Puebla. They lost their third game in a row. Third, they made history by uh, being the first time in their history that they didn't score a goal in the first three jornadas. And that was enough for Fernando Tena to get fired. Uh, and um, we don't know who's behind this, but uh, I'm, my guess is Pelaez, but I, I don't know. Some of the players were a little bit unhappy in the dressing room when they found out. And then today we officially... Uh, announced uh Vucicic as the as the new head coach and he already had his first session of training so well how do we feel about this <laughs> i'm i'm confused i, I know mm-hmm. i know a lot of chivarmanos did not like tena uh they didn't like his style of play uh but but to me that that's that's not the most important thing uh to me is the results getting to liguilla and and just break that what it's been what five tournaments with no liguilla. I know it's an easy mode right now, twelve with twelfth place team being able to qualify. But I mean it's 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 also like that habit of, of letting a project, you know, at least at least let let the processo run its course. And I don't mean he has to stay there two years but at least let him finish the season and and uh his numbers weren't really bad if we look at them he he um before the tournament was canceled which was the the clausura he had the team in fifth place his last four games were three wins and a draw uh so i mean that's those aren't bad to you know if, if we saw the overall the points the team was making and 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 the the results they were there. Uh, the preseason he he took the, the team to the final. They lost to Cruz Azul, um, and and that's and that's the other thing that he basically got fired for losing one game because he didn't start the season. Uh, if you guys recall, he had COVID and he had to uh, stay at home. So it was his assistant that coached the first. I guess it was the first two games. Yeah, um, this guy gets everybody sick. <laughs> he's quarantined for two weeks, you know, so he's having um, uh, Coyote pretty much coach the team while he's gone. And then uh, right after he got sick, you know, we lost, what, like five players? We lost Vega, we lost uh, Nene Beltran, uh, I think Peralta as well, and and it's just like he got some of the teams sick and then, you know, 
we we go on this terrible streak and uh he he gets fired so i think the biggest the biggest issue i have with this is you had all this downtime all this quarantine time to you know uh quote unquote rebuild i wouldn't say we were in a rebuilding season because we kind of did all our purchases last season but you had all this time all this opportunity that hey you know maybe we should go coach shopping you know vucetich was available during the quarantine if i'm not mistaken um and it seems like go ahead but but see but but see why would you do that if the team was doing good like what you had just you had just uh Giving the coach the vote of confidence at the start of the season, and then throughout the season, he's getting the results. So it it just doesn't make sense that they would say, "Okay, let's replace him." It's just, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, he was in fifth place. He was You're, right in line for yeah. yeah. So I think something happened. I don't know if you know, between Tena and Amaury or Tena and Pelaez. So President Pelaez never came out to give a statement, uh, not even with the first two losses. I don't recall him saying anything or giving Tena a vote of confidence. So I don't I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. We're probably not going to know for a long time. Somebody banged somebody's it, wife. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think it was results. I don't think it was you know results. What? And I think fans just exaggerate too much they're quick to forget they're mean yeah you you, uh you bring up a good point because i'm looking back at the the canceled season uh the clausura of uh, 2020 uh chivas were were on a good run they had uh they were in fifth position they had four victories four draws only two losses and they were you know they were doing really well um yeah and the losses the losses was to tigres which was the 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 bad loss three zero, and then to Cruz Azul, I think two to one. But I mean, those are those are uh, they were stronger teams. Yeah. Uh, so losing to them is no no big deal. You don't want to lose with teams that are lower than you. So yeah. So that's you know that's not that that's like to be expected. You know when they when they plan out the season, they're like they kind of have an idea. Okay, these are the teams we could beat. We could probably take a point from here and. And these are where we expected to lose. So I don't think it was out of the norm. You know, those results weren't really, uh, especially with a lot of new players that had just came in. Um, Maybe you know this, but where was Vucetic during this whole time? Because was he available or was he not available? I know he, well, was, he, was, he was with Querétaro, right? Yes. Well, he, he agreed to return... And then um, I believe they even announced him, but then he couldn't come to an agreement. Mm. Uh, he couldn't come into a group fight like financially. So he ended up just like not. And, and, and he, it's a good thing he didn't because had he, had he coached the game and even just one, he would not have been available. Hmm. Yeah, it's just the reason I ask this is because when Tena came in to replace Tomas Boy, it kind of felt like one of those, you know, it's like when you got a leak, you got a leak on a boat and you kind of just try and find whatever's available to kind of stick in there so it stops the leak. <laughs> I, that's kind of how I feel like Tena's tenure at Chivas, you know, at least in the beginning. But he had a respectable uh, uh, resume, you know, he won, he helped 
win the gold uh the gold medal in London and, and well, he was the coach yeah yeah he was the coach um, so you kind of start to believe in this, I, this quote, like long-term project, you know, Pelaz is there, they get all these great signings and it kind of felt like, okay, the team's starting to like come together. And then, uh, you come into the preseason with the uh, Copa por Mexico and Chivas look really good and, uh, they lose the finals at Cruz Azul and then come the, the, the actual league starts and it's like a completely different team and it's a completely yeah. different scenario we went from like super chivas it's like that dog me went from like super buff to like the little little puppy man it's just like like yeah, something he happened he wasn't available for the first two which is yeah okay how, how are you gonna blame him yeah like, and and no i do think like his profile and then again i know a lot of fans they don't trust him or they don't they don't believe in him but i think he had the right profile just like he had, he has two, he's won the league twice. Cruz Azul, which was Cruz Azul's last league. 97. Win, like 19, wow. 97. But hey, man, miracle worker. If you get Cruz Azul to win. And then he won it with Morelia in 2000. So, I mean. Wow. If you could win with Morelia, dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but that was 20 it, years it gives ago. gives me some confidence. But yeah, it was. But then as coaching youth which is i think it's an important thing for chile especially if they're going to be relying on cantera and, and young players i mean he had he had the um you know what he had the olympic gold mm-hmm. um yep and he, he had been coaching but he had been coaching the youth through uh i the think under 23 two long tournament yeah two long tournament and pan american games mm-hmm. uh so Wait, I think did he win the Toulon? Uh, um, not sure. But um, yeah. With then, uh, are you are you still there, Hoy? I wasn't sure if you could. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. With, with with then, it's just like like you. It just seems like this was a very what's the word? It's like the the decision. Hey, the de- he won it, dude. Wait. Huh? Sorry, but he won yeah. it. He won the Toulon tournament 2012 with Hector Herrera as the best player. Uh, and Marco Fabian was the top scorer with seven goals. I mean, and that was in 2012. I mean, that's... Yeah. I, I think if hey, you, you've got these good results at the youth level and you've proven you... I, I don't know, man. These fans are pretty harsh when it comes to some of the coaches where it's like... He has all these good achievements, and then all of a sudden he's trash because the team doesn't play the way you like. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like know, an uh, impulsive decision, which we still don't know who who made that call. But it could be something like uh, maybe a missed. I don't know. Maybe he lost the locker room, or maybe it was he had issues with with uh, the higher ups or the front office. But whatever the case may be. It definitely felt like an impulse decision and maybe the talks with Vucetic. I want to know how premeditated this, this decision was because it seems like they were able to bring in Vucetic quite swiftly. I mean, <laughs> they announced his, his departure uh, right after like the Puebla game. And uh, that was like on a f- Saturday or Sunday. And then, you know, or today was the official unveiling of, of Vucetic. So it's like, man, this must have been premeditated, man, because they... 
it's like you know you got like a, a chick that you've been kind of like talking to but then you got the real chick that you've been kind of going after for a while and then she finally breaks up with her her fucking dope boy or dopey boyfriend and she's available and you just come in and swoop man you just come in and and, and pull the robbery and uh Vucetich is is a i mean this guy needs no introduction you're trying to say they they make the bet for him i don't set him up for the fail i don't know man i i wouldn't put that you know we've seen stuff like that in liga mx one of the main things i could probably think about is Tena being associated with hurtado uh the, the player agent i think mm. in a while back i don't even remember they had that picture where it was like Tena cardoso and boy like at a restaurant oh okay and and the, the dude was there and and I know that's always been one of Pelaya's, uh, I would say, setbacks where he always, like, he doesn't seem to have, uh, like, he doesn't seem to play ball with, with a lot of these, uh, what are they, like, agents that, mm. that have a lot of sway and influence in Liga MX. And that's, like, that was one pretty much the main reason he got booted out of Cruz Azul. You know, he wasn't taking players from their usual handler. He was bringing them through his own, through his own avenues, and uh, I know that was that was one of the big reasons they came and they they booted him out, especially because uh, you know these agents they they not only represent players but coaches. So that could have been a thing where it's like um, you're not the players that Pelais brought a bunch of young guys. And I think then I wasn't playing them. And then I, that could have been, to me, one of the reasons where it's like, okay, we brought these guys. We're not going to bring anyone else, you know, if you're not going to play them because we're not going to replace them with with players from, from your, you know, from your camp. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. But moving on to greener pastures, Wusitich, this guy – they call him King Midas. He's got five titles, uh, four different clubs. He's won with Leon. He's won with Tecos. He's won with Pachuca. And most recently with, with Rayados and Monterrey. He's also won some Conca Champions Leagues, three of them, in fact. This guy, you know, he's he's a proven commodity. This guy is exactly what Chivas need, don't you think? Uh yeah, it is. It is. It is for me. But I, I, I just, I don't know how long it might take him. That's that goes out to my chi hermanos. They cry too much, <laughs> and it, results aren't always immediate. It could take a while. So, I mean, I, I don't think they should always expect the, the team to start playing, you know, off the bat. Uh, and and it's one of the discussions I was having before then, because I was saying like. Even if you look at Almeida's record. Oh, yeah, um, he had a terrible, it, terrible, terrible start. Yeah. Yeah, when he started his first full season. Well, basically, they brought him in to, like, to rescue the season, which he didn't. He still failed to make Liguilla, right? And then um, and then he had his first start now where he had the team. He had had the team for preseason. He had the team from the following season, and he couldn't get a win. It, it took him... It took him until match week nine to for the team to finally win. Uh, and, and then even in the Gillas, it took him six games 
into Liguilla. The first four games, they were both against America. So he couldn't. I mean, that guy struggled too. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not pointing it out to say that he sucks. This is just to say, hey, look, even this guy that everyone praises, even he had a hard time, and it took him a while. And if, and if they wouldn't have held on to him, he wouldn't have achieved all of that he ended up achieving with the team. So uh, I do think, I mean, just for the fans, just to be a bit more, more uh, you know, conscious of, of, of how this is, because sometimes we just remember, we'll remember things a certain way. You know, we forget. Yeah. We always we'll forget how. <laughs> yeah, you forget yes. the struggle. You know, you forget the beginning. Um, but uh, I think with with Vucetic, I watched the entire press conference. Uh, yes, this morning. So I had a few a few things that I that I wrote down. Um, they they asked him what are the things that need to get fixed, and he he was very uh, adamant about how you know hey you know this team is on a great trajectory. There's really not much that needs fixing. The biggest thing that I'm going to try and implement immediately is self esteem, confidence, and intensity. So. You know, that's basically, you know, from an outsider's perspective, he was he was seeing this team and he was he, he noticed like these things more of the mental side of the game. He's going to be helping these players. He said that, you know, the team has a lot of individual talent, but they're failing at working together, you know, and, and kind of getting everyone working as a team. Um, so that was one of the things he pointed out. Also, they asked him, you know, what are your short term and, and long term goals? He said. The short-term goal, obviously, is positive results. Long-term goals is championships. And they asked him, is this the biggest challenge of your career? He said, yes. He says, every coach aspires to be at a club like Chivas in their career. You know, and he's finally there. So he's really excited about the opportunity. Um, just some of the things that he said in the in the presser today. Um, yeah, well, I wish him well. And I know he wanted to at least... He's like at the end of his coaching career. He's like 65, so this could probably be his last, his last run. You know. How old is uh, How old is Tuka? Tuka's Tuka's up there in age as well. They're both in the like their mid late 60s. 66. Uh, okay. Let's ask the internet. Oh, you already? Yeah, he's 66, and I believe uh, Buse is 65. Yeah. So they're. they're I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when you retire? You're gonna be a panelist on ESPN or something no, like. No, <laughs> you get you you get to that age where it's uh, just a living on the road, you know. Oh, I see. And just the constant traveling and being in airports, and it's just like God. Uh, I just don't want to deal with this right now. I see. Uh, yeah. For some, I mean, for some, 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 yeah. some. Some love that stuff, but some of them, you know, but, but I mean, there's not that many coaches past 70. Arsene Wenger. I mean, he was going see now towards the end, you know, but he's, <laughs> he's 70. He's talking by himself. Um, I, I don't remember how old Fergie was when he stepped down from Man United, but he was, he was up there in age too. Yeah. But, but I think, um, just with Alex Ferguson, because he was not. I, I don't think those guys are your. He's seventy-eight right now. Yeah. And so he retired what, twenty thirteen. Uh, twenty thirteen. So seventy seventy one. 
So he, yeah, see, so I mean, that's what yeah. I'm saying. You don't see that many coaches past 70, mm. at least not like in the hot seat. Sometimes they're part of the club. Yeah. Uh, in some administrative uh, level or like just overseeing that stuff, which I wouldn't mind. I think Chivas has been lacking that, you know, having people like that. Uh, oh, yeah. They got a circus running, man, 24-7. You know, they need people bring, with some some brains. Yeah, they would bring people that were non-soccer and have them. Didn't they bring, like, like a, kind of, a doctor? I mean, they brought, like, a doctor in or something. I don't know. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they've had all types. Uh, but at one time, I think Vergara had, like, a like a council, like a little... Five five man group. I don't remember who was in it, but I mean, if you go have some people like especially like with a beach that have that that big track record, I mean, I'll I'll be honest. He's why he's, why not? I mean, I I happened? I can't think of any coach Chivas have had in history that has this kind of resume. I mean, he might be the best coach we've ever signed. Just by, yeah, on results alone, yeah, with league, especially league, uh, in a long time, in a long time, I would have to go and see some of the older coaches. But yeah, it's Chivas it, hasn't yeah. really been bringing any, anyone of renombre. They just Chivas are the type of club that, like, you create your own, like, legend here, but you, you had a blank slate, you know, so like Chepo and stuff, he didn't really have, like, that manager experience until. So he no, he was. It was like his first. He had been assistant. Yeah. He had worked on their um, on La Puente, which is like I'm, a, a really good coach to learn from. I'm on uh, Wikipedia, so I mean, I'm looking at like Jesus Bracamontes, Oscar Ruggeri, Daniel Guzman, Eduardo La Torre, oh, yeah. Hans Westerhoff, <laughs> Benjamin Galindo, Juan Carlos. Huh? Hans didn't come in as a coach. He came in like, to help with the with the, the youth. youth. Yeah. To help to help set up like like the youth teams. Kind of like and uh, then they, they sort of like threw him in there. Kind of like uh, Loco Biesla when he was at Atlas, right? He was in charge of like the youth, and then oh no, he he but he demanded that. Like I think they they brought him in, and I think he said, "Man, your whole." Your whole club is jacked up. Oh, okay. I need to fix it before I could coach it. And uh, he's like, let me let me just work on some of this stuff. And we, I'll be like a GM, and then I'll, I'll step in as coach. And uh, so I think he did both. He did both, but uh, they, they did one Bielsa as coach let, from the get-go, but I think he, he yeah. just... Uh, let me throw another name at you. Javier Ascargorta. Remember that? Remember that mustache? <laughs> yeah, that guy, man. He, his claim to fame was back in 94 because he qualified Bolivia to their first ever World Cup. Oh, wow. And so that, and so that dude had worked with, um, so Bolivia had the Tawichi Aguilera Academy. And that was like, they ended up unearthing a lot of like top players. I believe uh, El Diablo Echeverri was one of them, but but it's like yeah. that that Aguilera sort of gave birth to like their golden generation, and 
they end up qualifying to the World Cup, wow. they even beating Brazil in the process. Wow. But, uh, Holy smokes. They, they, crashed, they crashed pretty bad at the World Cup because this was the World Cup where uh, they, they said it was automatic red if you tackle from behind. Oh. Uh, and so we had um, the Mexican ref. It's the first game, dude. It's the game opener, which is the defending champions, Germany. And and it's against and Bolivia, man. They're the noobs. They're the noobs, and, and they're playing, and it's it's the opener. And, and you have uh, the FIFA, all the top brass, Java launch, and everyone watching. And this, it was a Mexican ref, dude. I, his name, uh, I'll try and find him, name, but it's kind of hard to his find. His name skips my mind right now, but it's a Mexican ref. And, dude, it must have been one minute into the match. Echeverri does, like, a tackle from behind and automatic red. And, dude, that's, that's like, their, that was their Maradona right there, man. That was their Pio Valderrama. That was, like, really? like their top dog. And to lose them two games. Arturo Angeles? <laughs> no, Bricio Carter. It could have been Arturo Bricio Carter. Um, oh, yeah. Bricio. Yeah. And uh, and so he gave and, seven uh, red cards. Holy smokes, <laughs> bro! That is a was, it was a record at the time. Jesus it was one, and it is believed that a big reason why he he was so quick to red card uh, Echeverri was because you know Avalanche was there, and it was like they just implemented this rule and and. He was just there to impress the boss, I guess. But mm. it, man, he hurt. He hurt Bolivia, man. That that just sucks, <laughs> dude. I, I think they would have given a better fight. Yeah. But that that's jacked up, and it hurt them bad. Uh, but yeah. but that was Oscar Gorta, man. That was him. But that was in '94. He didn't come to like yeah. 2000. What like... was it? 2005. But he hadn't hadn't done anything since. Like, like if you then go see his record, nothing nothing ever. Like, you know, that was just his one Uh, one hurrah, and then that was that. So we had Ascargota, and then he didn't last long. We brought back Hans, then uh, Chepo, then Ifraín. Then Omar Arellano, and then Francisco Ramirez, Raul Arias, Jose Luis Real, Quirarte, Ambriz, Coyote, Van Chip. I mean, tomato can after tomato can after tomato can. We had a, a very short spell with Ricardo Lavolpe until he molested one of the masseuses. Uh, and then, like I said, man, this is the first time in a long time. In fact, probably I've, this is the biggest coach I've ever seen Chivas sign. And uh, I, will, well, I mean, yeah, you're young, but uh, I'm young. They, so. did, they did have Leo Benhacker, who oh, that was, coach who had coached Real Madrid. That was uh, they, they brought him 95 him back in, yeah, yep. uh, back in 95. He also coached and America. He ended up, he, yeah, but he got there was a super classico that got played. I think it was classical one on one. Don't quote me on that, but but um. America was being coached by Bielsa and, and Chivas by by um, Ben Hacker. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they won 3-2. to two. They started losing 2-0, and then they, they turned it around. But, uh, man, that was a long wow. time ago. 
That's like another lifetime ago, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, another thing that I wanted to take away from that press conference is they, at the end, they kind of talked about um, Macias and they said, hey, you know, uh, we're hearing all these rumors about him leaving. And Vucetich said, you know, hey, you know, like the rumors are, you know, you guys obviously know what's going on. Uh, you know, we would love to keep him here and have him go to Europe with his mind straight, you know, coming, uh, leaving Chivas with some silverware before he goes to Europe. Um, and, you know, uh, the the whole time, man, Pelaz did not look happy. He was just kind of like, like he just had like some drama or some beef behind the scenes. Because uh, at the end, oh. they asked uh, uh, Edgar, uh, he's like the new new hire for Chivas TV. He used to be on uh, N. He's like the little short guy with a high-pitched voice. Um, Edgar said, oh, you know, uh, we saw pictures of Chicote uh, circulating that he was like singing and stuff. Is he going to get in trouble for that? And he was like, no, he's not going to get in trouble for that. That was before before the beginning of the season. That was like back in January. And then they said, uh, is Pocho Guzman returning to Chivas? And he's like, I said it again, and I'll say it again one more time. Like, FIFA's not allowing us for that transfer to go through. Uh, the doors are open for him to re- return uh, at a future time. But as of right now, he's not returning for this season. And then um, there was one more question that they asked him, and he, he just looked irate, man. Like, he was not – this wasn't a very, like, happy Belaz, like the Belaz that we – we knew and loved like when he first joined the club and said, we're uh, going to win t- titles, you know? Yeah. We're not here to talk about the sensors. <laughs> championships. Uh, then I do think it's a good possibility that Amari just went over his head. And I hope Amari's not the type to just go with, with just what the fans, you know, because the fans are fickle. They, they, one, one moment they're happy. The next one, they're not. They have some uh, unrealistic expectations. So I hope it wasn't that where he was, he, you know, all of a sudden just went along with it. Mm. Something very similar happened when when Chepo got sacked. Um, where they, He had a, a pretty bad start of the season, but his results were there because he had he had taken the team to the semifinals, which they they hadn't reached in a long time. Mm. Uh, they hadn't even been able to qualify to Liguilla. So I mean, this guy has you on semis with a with a decent squad, and you're gonna fire him. What three games into the season, I believe, was that he was already looking to replace him until they brought Almeida, which was by like the fifth game or something like that. And it's like that. That that's just you said bad example of that. Like with with coaches that who's gonna want to work. Yeah, with you if if you're especially a good coach, you know, yeah. a coach, you know, it's like, and if he does, it's like he's charging you a lot of money. If you fire him, he doesn't care because he just cashed out on like a three year contract. Yeah, if you, if so you, I mean, it's, <laughs> if you look at like the our like just track record, you know, it's like Chivas don't treat anybody nicely. You know, a lot of a lot of players leave super salty. Like, you know, with Pulido and Pizarro and, you know, a lot of players have kind of just left like through the back door and same thing with coaches. So it's like this doesn't really appeal the Mourinho's, the Pochettino's, the, you know, the Guardiola's of the world. Who the fuck wants to coach Chivas, man? <laughs> it's or, like... or the Bielsa's, if, if the, that story is to believe that he 
he met with Vergara and then he ended up mm. turning it down because he said how he, his wife was meddling too much. Oh, wow. I mean, that was true. <laughs> it was <laughs> true, man. It was true, but we don't really know. This is from a story that oh. Jorge Ramos made. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, he, he divulged in, in his program and then he, I think he repeated it at Fútbol Picante. Um, but yeah, it's he said he got it through a, a very good source, you know? Hmm. Yeah, you got to love those. Um, <laughs> switching gears, kind of just wanted to recap uh, the doble jornada. So, jornada tres, uh, Pachuca kicked things off. They beat Querétaro 1 0. Cholos uh, and Tigres tied 0 0. America Necaxa 1 1. Mazatlan, I think they got their first win ever. 2-1 over Toluca. Cruz Azul 2-0 over León. Uh, Rayados and Santos 2-2. Chivas lost to Puebla at home 1-0. Juarez Pumas 1-1. Atlas and Atleti San Luis 1-1. And then today and yesterday, uh, the the Jornada 4, uh, it was midweek. It was Necaxa beat Mazatlan. Uh, Pachuca beats uh, lost to León 1-0. Tigres beats Puebla 2-1. Querétaro beats Cruz Azul 1-0. Uh, Chivas got their first victory of the season. They beat Juarez 2-0 on the road. Uh, Pumas and Rayados tied 1-1. Cholos and Atleti, uh, Atleti 1-2-0. Atlas today lost against Toluca 2-1 in a very controversial uh, game that I'll talk about right now. And then America, uh, as as of right now, the game just ended. I think they, they ended up winning 3-1, and they're on top of the table. Ten points in four games. Yeah, and, and they looked at bad at the start of the season. And when we were doing predictions, I, I told you, gentlemen. Yeah, you did. I was like, I was like, Fiojo, man, I know, I know it's another coach that people... You know, they always say, oh, he's he's just a motivator. Ah, no, there's, come on, there's more to that. I mean, we're, we're going to start comparing them to some, to some, some of the best. It's, it's something else. But as a coach, he's, I think he's proven himself time and time again. And, and he wouldn't be doing the things he's doing if, if that's all he had to himself, being a good motivator. Um, And he's, he's gone through squads that are, you know, They've dismantled some of his squads or sold off some of the best players. He's had uh, controversies with, with players uh, and, and injuries, and he's he's always he's always qualifying the team. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty pretty impressive. He's been consistent for a long time now. So what what happened, man? I, what oh. happened with with Toluca? Because I, so I did not see that game. It was it was crazy. I only caught like the second half, but the referee, man, um, I had to look him up. Luis Enrique Santander guy is trash, bro. He, he called, uh, all, all three goals were penalties. Um, and what happened in the second half was it was one, one. And then Toluca had a, a play on the outside. It was, it was on the edge of the box and the player just blatantly dove and uh, the referee called the penalty, and he did not go to VAR. And then, <laughs> yeah, everybody was like, dude, that was like blatant dr- uh, dive. You're not even going to go to VAR for this one? Like, you've already had two penalties in this game. 
you no, know. Not Santander, man. And then you know who Santander is. He he's uh he's, he's the guy that refed the Chivas Tigres final. He's uh he's on our payroll. Yeah, I'm aware of him. <laughs> Supposedly, <laughs> so uh, I mean, if you're doing this, let, it, it, it makes it hard to defend them. So uh, <laughs> so then check this out. So then um, Sambu Sambuesa, he's a he's at Toluca now. He he puts it away. So Toluca are up two one immediately. Like oh, I want to say within two minutes, another another sketchy ass play inside the box, and Atlas the defender. He just like kicks this guy in the box, like kicks, doesn't even go for the ball, kicks him on the thigh, guy falls down <laughs> and the referee doesn't say a word. And then finally, like he, he's like, all right, let me review this one. And he actually takes his time to like review the play. And I'm like, is this guy literally going to call like his fourth penalty of the day? Like, and, and, and his second one in like, like literally the last two minutes. And then you could see, like, he looks at the replay and then they zoom in on him, and he's just like, "I'm not gonna do it." <laughs> he's like, "I'm not gonna do it." I, I'm, I'm scared to. I'm scared to. I, I called the wrong penalty, the one that wasn't a penalty, a penalty, and the one that is a penalty. I'm just gonna let it go because I'm gonna get destroyed if I if I literally give them another penalty and it's three one. So it was just, it was terrible, man. That guy needs to retire. Holy smokes. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, they need to. Sometimes they do. They'll fine or they suspend, uh, you know, some of these refs for bad performance. Send them to ref camp. Um, <laughs> they should just send them to the MLS, bro. Torture them. <laughs> yeah. You know, surprise Pumas because they're in third place. Um, and they're undefeated. And they lost, you know, we've mentioned that already. They lost their coach. I oh, think they're still right. with an interim. I, I think they're still with the interim guy. I think some Argentine mm-hmm. that was doing the youth teams. Forget his name. Uh, but but it's it's very interesting that they're they're maintaining. And then Puebla out of nowhere. I don't think no one was expecting Puebla to have this type of start. But but um, what is it? Who who's who's? Is it no surprise now? Atlas. Disappointing again, even though <laughs> it's their last place. Their last place. Uh, you know, we, we thought they were going to be a bit better because Grupo Orlegi, who, who runs Santos, you know, they're the ones calling shots at Atlas. They even booted Marquez. They're like, hey, dude, we, we don't need you here right now. Mm. And, uh, and then Marquez, he's in Spain. I think he's coaching a youth team. Rafa, uh, yeah, yeah, he's coaching some youth team over there, but but Atlas, man, that's that's they might be cursed. I think this this <laughs> team just they are you're cursed. Not meant to win, man, and they're they're just whipping boys. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's weird because like they're shitty, but they're not shitty enough to get relegated. They're just right there, right on the border, man. They're just like <laughs> they're the bigger mix lump busters, man. They're the they're the torta if you need to if you have a dry spell you have at it with Atlas and you feel good for a bit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
Uh, I, 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 to their fans, I, I don't, I don't think I could have lasted this long as a Nala fan. I would have just, uh, you, know? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, they might have the player with the best haircut of the season with Victor Malcora. He has like the, he's brought back the mullet, but in 2020 style, he's got the, he's got the business in the front. And then the dreads in the back, bro. It's like, what? Oh, I have not God. seen this, bro. I have not seen this. This is this is crazy, man. He's from Argentina, of course. Um, maybe oh, I'll, they're keeping the mullet alive over there, man. Bro, just, if you could... Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can send that to you. You can see his hair, bro. It's it's pretty gnarly. Uh, yeah, they got a thing for mullets. Even that one kid, what was it, Romero? The, the young kid that debuted in Spain, he was born in Mexico, but oh. to Argentine parents, and he's like, you know, the, part of the media was trying to do a push until this this interview came out, and he's like, he he pretty much said he his dream is to play for Albi Celeste. Oh damn, I'm looking at it. Yeah, that. Yeah, man. <laughs> party, uh, business in the front, party in the back, with the Rastafari. It's got the dreads. Um, yeah, uh, funny that you mentioned that because Tom Marshall said that uh, they're still keeping in contact with the family and that they presented them the project and that they have to take oh. the decision. This was on August 12th. Um, oh, well, that's, that's, yeah, not the longest. But <laughs> I'm just like, come on, man. I mean... Does he have any association with Mexico? I mean, he was born there. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> well, what more do you want, man? He was born in New Mexican soil, man. There's a lot of people that were born in Mexico. Uh, my favorite comedian, Louis C.K., born yeah, in Mexico. He, he claims it. He he's never shied away from that. Um, yeah, I know he doesn't live there, but you don't see us trying to but, cap Louis C.K. for the national team. <laughs> No, he doesn't no, even like speak I, Spanish. He couldn't even do jokes in Spanish, man. But no, he doesn't. Yeah. But Mexico, if they were to assemble an all-star comedy, you know, like the Latin kings of comedy, you best believe they would try and poach him. They'd be like, "Hey, nacidism, <laughs> eres Mexico, Mexicano, wait." You know. That, no, I mean, I think I think because they feel this guy could, you know, his potential to be really good. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know they tried it with Nettie. And they did eventually got him to play. Uh, and and it's kind of the same again. So who knows, man? Who knows? He might end up on the radio saying how he's, he changed his mind. But who knows? I, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, chasing after a girl that nobody wants, you know, that doesn't want you, rather. It's just typical Mexico, man. Um. Another big, not big news, but it is the thumbnail for today's podcast. Narco, I mean, Marco Fabian, he's back in Mexico. <laughs> he's playing for Ciudad de Juarez, and boy, he he just looks so happy in his... <laughs> he looks so happy. Picture, man. <laughs> I saw that picture, that dude. He was probably hoping for Mazatlan, you know? At least hang out in the coast. <laughs> That's some stun, but he's 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 right in the border, man. Yeah. Ouch. It's it's like his 
his accountant was like, hey, dude, it's drying up. You better take a job. <laughs> Your coffers are empty, man. Yeah, that's... Wow, I don't know, man. The... I don't know what's going on with Marco Fabian. He's, <sighs> he's Marco a talented Fabian. player, but he just... His mind doesn't seem to be on the football. It's it's crazy because he he uh, had that spell in uh, Philly, and uh, they said, "Yeah, we're we're good, bro. Thank you for your 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 efforts here, but uh, we're not going to be uh, extending your contract." So he left Philly and uh, went to Al Said, the 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 team where Xavi is coach. And then again, another free transfer uh, to Juarez. So kind of crazy. He's had like three or four free transfers in his career. I mean, that just goes to show that there's something that um, I, you know what I think it is. It's his medical. Um, I think he, he, his back, his back, he, he injured his back because I remember he went to, he was at Chivas and then he was sold to Frankfurt, had an amazing time there. But then he got injured, and then um, there was gonna be he was gonna transfer somewhere else, and then the, it, it felt right to like a Turkish. Yeah, club. it like it got, I think they sent his ass back. <laughs> I think it was like Galatasaray or uh, Fenerbahce, one of those two clubs, and then it just fell apart because he failed his medical, and I think that's probably caused teams to like think twice about signing him because they know he has like if they if they looked at his Carfax. It's like show me the car facts. I'm like, oh man, this guy, this guy doesn't have a liver. He's got a bad back. I don't. Know. <laughs> uh. Damn, he's on one foot. Well, I guess we'll see. We're gonna get to see how, you know, maybe he only has like ten minutes, you know, worth of playing time in him. Yeah. Before he pulls his back or whatever. So, damn, uh. it's kind of sad sometimes to see some of these. Players are very talented players, and then it's kind of their careers sort of fizzle out like this, and they end yeah. up just playing in, in any club that's willing to give them a chance. We sort of saw with Volfo, who was playing indoor soccer here oh, in the yeah. U.S. and then, like Chicago, I think, or some shit. And then playing like uh, playing what, what were those called? Uh, playing at tailgates and shit. <laughs> We'll kill you some asada and another beer you could drink. And he was, but but yeah, that was it's kind of sad, you know. You you want to see some of these players at least retire, you know, at at a club. Uh, yeah, I, I dude, you know what's crazy is I look at Fabian. And I look at La Trophies, I'm like, man, it's like history is repeating itself, bro. It's just like... He's holding the mirror, huh? He's holding the mirror for trophies. I would... I'm disappointed that Chivas didn't sign Fabian, not even to play him, but just to be like, hey, trophies, if you keep it up, bro, you're going to end up like me. <laughs> did, did you, <laughs> they need to scare him straight. Did you see South Park where there was this... You could hire like an actor and then they would pretend to be that the kid from the future. Oh no, I haven't. I didn't see that. There was. It's pretty funny. It's like you. They, so they, it was like the same idea you had to to scare people straight. Yeah. That, yeah. That would that would be funny though, man. That's that's like you right there, man. 
like take trophies. Um, damn, but but yeah, no, I, I knew they were gonna. I knew Chivas was gonna go after that guy. Just too many, just too much problems, especially discipline, and and they see, they still seem to have be having some of those. So, uh, hopefully, we're at the we're at the tail end of that. You know, at Chivas, at others. This big party, this this like Fred Fred house that Chivas has become. Yeah, man. Uh, there, <laughs> going back to um, Macias, I guess somebody on Twitter tweeted out, "Hey, uh, his girlfriend is already posting photos on social media about her landing in in." Um, uh, is it San Sebastian? That's where Real Sociedad is, I think. Yeah. 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 And he's like, I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> he responded like, I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. It's the side chick. Uh, it's the side chick. It's the side chick. To stay warm at night. Oh, wow. Damn. It's funny. So he be- must be pissed then if he's... Like, hey man, you're throwing me under the bus here. <laughs> it's just funny because like these rumors are picking up steam and like, oh, it's it's yeah, yeah, sta. You know, it's done. You know, he's 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 already he's already over there. He's you know, because there it was weird because he played for uh, 60 minutes against Juarez. Uh, he he scored a penalty kick. And uh, he got subbed out, which you never see Macias get subbed out. He got subbed out for uh, Alexis Vega. Um, so, like, adding, again, adding more fuels to the fire. Like, oh, is it because he's going to Spain after this game? Or, you know, they don't want to injure, cause him injury so, you know, he can pass his medical. You know, like, people are already assuming that he's gone. Um, but nothing's, nothing's certain yet. And I think maybe they're pulling him prematurely because it's a doble jornada and, and Chivas are going to have another game. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and you want, and um, hadn't he been injured? I think so. I think yeah, has, yeah. And that's the other thing you don't want to you don't want him to yeah to get injured again. You want to bring him back slowly. Um, but but you're right. You have to you have to rest some of these some of these players. Um, and the doble jornada, so Chivas would be going up against um, Atleti. At Atleti San Luis, um, who is, they're coming out of a a big win away to to Cholos. Mm-hmm. So should is is Chivas playing at home? Chivas um, uh, will be yeah, playing at home. They, yeah, and so this will be should be Wusa's debut because uh, um, what's his face? Leano was the interim coach. Mm-hmm. So Leano is the youth guy, and he. He coached the game against against Juarez, Juarez. Um, mm-hmm. and so. But I think, and yeah, so originally they said he was going to coach the first two, mm. just the doble jornada. But I think Busse might be like, all right, just you know, take yeah. a seat. There's already photos of Busitich, uh in training. Like he literally, uh, the press conference is really funny. Uh, they had everybody already ready, and then. They go to the a live feed of him in a freaking bang bus, like 
like, yo, we're not even at the stadium yet, but, you know, they're, like, asking him questions already as they're driving him to, you know, El Estadio de Cron. And I'm like, yo, what the hell's going on over here, bro? Like, you guys could have just waited until he gets there. Like, no need to rush this thing. And then, uh, yeah, so I thought it was really funny. But he, he already had his first uh, day of training today. So, um, I, yeah, I think his debut will be against Atleti San Luis and, you know, talk about a softball, you know what I mean? Like if there's any team that you would want to debut against, it's, it's against a team that is, you know, new, um, and you know, you have a pretty good opportunity at home to, to get some points. Yeah, they're definitely, yeah, at the lower end, uh, bottom of table teams, you know? So yeah, you're right. That is, that is. If you're looking at the teams left to play, that is one of the one of the teams that you would want to face. Yeah, because the schedule starts to pick up after that. You know, they'll play Toluca and then they'll play Pachuca, so a little bit more adversity there. But uh, Jornada Five is gonna start tomorrow already, man. We're we're they're wasting no time. You know, you win a couple months without football, but now it's like every day it feels like they're playing. So Puebla Pachuca will kick off tomorrow, Jornada 5. And then uh, Chivas will play 3 o'clock on Saturday. So a lot of football these last couple of days. Also, uh, I forgot to to talk about some pretty pretty big things that happened in Europe. Uh, Raul Jimenez, unfortunately, uh, crashed out of the Europa League. Against Sevilla, he actually missed a penalty and he he got a lot of slack. His first his first miss ever, right? If um, I'm not mistaken, he's he's actually missed he's missed before, but yeah. Penalties? Uh, I thought. No, he he actually. Okay. Oh no no no! You're right. Uh, I just oh, I'm pulling it up right now. It's the first time he's missed for the club. Yeah, he's pretty sure thing when it comes to What a that. way to miss, man. <laughs> before before that game, he had 26 out of 26 in all competitive games. Yeah. So, uh yeah, Raul Jimenez and Wolves unfortunately crash out of the Europa League and also uh Atleti uh, the real Atleti Madrid uh, crashed out of the Champions League uh, today against Leipzig, and Hector Herrera was actually in the uh, in the starting lineup. He did not have a good game, so uh, some some player abroad action. It's definitely one of those uh, situations where he Herrera had really has not being able to cement his position in the starting lineup. So for him to start today, it was kind of like, wow, okay, big deal. But after his performance, there's kind of no surprise of why he is a substitute. Um, he just, I don't know, man. I, he was the captain in, in a, in a big club in Portugal, but it's a fisherman's league. You know, it doesn't really translate as well as, the La Liga, which is, you know, arguably the, the most competitive league up there with the Premier League in the world. So it's just a different animal. Oh, man. Well, we'll probably be seeing him at Liga MX or, or, or MLS soon. Uh, he's 30, you he's know. A, well, yeah, but I mean, if, 
you've you're not getting a better club if you're not key player at Leipzig. You're not you're not going to get any better offers, uh, you know. So it's it's maybe a couple mid table teams waiting for him. So you want to do that, or you want to? I mean, Guardado's still on. Guardado's still in Europe. You know, he's definitely not over the hump yet. I think he still has plenty to. to yeah, but 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 compared, like he's not in a big team. That's why I'm saying he he could stay in in smaller clubs. Yeah, and just hustle, and and that's if you know nothing wrong with that. Is that's what you want? But for some players, they're like, I could cash in on my fame. Because mm. and and you get all these perks of like you kind of have this like <clears throat> almost celebrity like status and and just have a more you know I guess I guess uh, more leisure time I guess I should say you know I don't I don't think and, there's uh, too many teams that can afford him right now uh, he's probably over at- here over here they can they. Uh-huh. they so yeah, like Tigres, Tigres, Monterrey, they they have the money to do. I it. don't think they have. Man, I know. I don't think they got twenty four yes, twenty four million. Uh, no, 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 they wouldn't buy him like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. Season, <clears throat> he wouldn't, he wouldn't go for that that big amount. Maybe half, like ten, ten million. You know, he he uh, he actually left Porto as a free agent. So he signed. He, I mean, this is his first year with Atleti. You know what I mean? So. I don't know how long his contract is, but there's no team that's going to be able to like, in, at least in America, that's going to be able to North America, that's going to be able to no, f- afford and, him. And, but you know, you know what? A lot of times it's like, okay, so if he left on a free, why is it worth twenty four million? And a lot of times it's because of his wages. You know, like they're paying their his wages are like oh, he yeah. makes this amount. Oh yeah, he's so getting paid. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes they're like a club is like, okay, mm-hmm. well. We might want to recoup this, and and so that's why we're going to value him this much. Uh, but I think that if he's not at that level, you're not even a starter. Um, yeah, no one's going to pay. It's a it's a tough team to. It's, for, a, it's a tough team to break into, man. I mean, they're mid, they're midfield. Their midfield is. That's why if he if he was key, he would. There would be a bunch of clubs knocking at the door trying to bring him in. Yeah. But that's that's just not the case. So I, I do I I could see him like maybe just coming back over here. Hey man, hasn't he been like oh GQ came out like he 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 did his ears, he did his nose, and he's been. <laughs> he's been right? <laughs> he, he had to cover. Hey, you want to be in Spain over there hustling every day like you're a noob? Or yeah. come over here, man. You get to, you get you get the the what was it the Vela experience, man? Dodger game with with uh, J Lo spark box right in front of you. you get <laughs> first pitch, Lakers. <laughs> oh man, that's so why, funny, dude. Why? Why am I gonna be in Spain getting up early and then fucking still <laughs> running twenty miles and? Trying to impress you guys for I don't need this shit. I already he's already done a couple <laughs> World Cups. <laughs> put me by the beach, you know, nice house. I come and play over here with <clears throat> you know, with these subpart defenders. I just I only train like an hour a day. Boom. 
Still, I mean, because look, you work hard, man. You work hard. Eventually, you yeah. wanna, no, you yeah, wanna absolutely. get to enjoy this shit. You don't want to be like fucking, you know, grinding every day. Like you can impress some fanboys, so they'll be, you know, <laughs> the same dudes that are gonna forget about your ass once you retire. <laughs> oh man it's funny man i mean you bring up you bring up the other side of football that people don't think about you know it's like and then you look at people like vela and you look at people like chicharo you know just chilling you know they're like they're playing at like 20 percent intensity you know but they're getting paid like they're 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 you know they're getting paid well you know so it's it's one of those yeah. things uh fun yeah, fact no, to stay to stay no just really quick yeah because it's really difficult to maintain, like, to stay in this competitive, really high level. And yeah. it's like, it's like the kind of CR7 is what makes him so impressive. But that dude works really hard, man. Oh, yeah. Even in this, even when it's like his preseason, this guy's still going ham. And, and that's, that's what, you know, puts him out there. But there's very few this guy's players got a... like that that are like in, in yeah, like the slap dance <clears throat> and all of that. It's, 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 they're like in a minority. And then for the rest of the players, a lot of them don't have a choice. That's why they have to like hustle and they're at the tail end of their career. And it's like, okay, I need to, when okay, I, retire, I gotta, I gotta go to Juarez. Of money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to end up with Juarez. Right? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pay my bills. Uh, who wants me? Juarez. Oh, all right, man. I guess I'll have hey, to. At least retire with no money to, to have your own OXO. <laughs> you know, these dudes have lifestyles that cost a lot of money. Like, oh, man. you know, property tax and all this stuff, man. Come on, that's yeah. That's and if you're not making the money you were, that's you're gonna have to start selling cars and all that. <laughs> you, uh, so you're gonna have to no start longer. start uh, making commercials. You know, <laughs> you're like the you're like the spokesperson yeah. of like some you know I don't know with the pinguinos. What's the little little uh, pastries? It is marinella. Marinella. Yeah, pinguinos like cupcake. <laughs> you're like on the little. You're like on the little face of the of the little Twinkies over there. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. Uh, fun. A little fun story about Hector Herrera. Uh, he had a really. I mean, with any any kid trying to break out professionally, but he was struggling really, really hard. And his girlfriend was saying, yeah, you know, you should just give up on football. So, uh, he, he didn't listen to his girl, which is good. <laughs> Cause he wouldn't have had that facelift if he would have listened to her. So, <laughs> it, it did, man. This dude went and got off. Cause he was like, uh, I want to say he was like, he was just, he just couldn't really break into the, to the, 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 the first side at Pachuca, you know, he was, he was like in Tampico and all these other obscure clubs in Mexico, but he made it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's been good at the national team. So I will say, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see him going into the next world cup. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see, we got the, the young guys like Beltran knocking out the door. So um, we'll see what happens. There's really, uh, I saw a tweet earlier this week uh, from CONCACAF about that they were going to announce the procedure for the qualifiers. Um, 
I'm trying to see if I can find it. It's going to take place on the 19th. So we're, we're going to have some more information about how the hell this qualification is going to go, go down. Obviously there, you know, because of COVID, everything kind of got pushed back. So, I mean, we're only what a year and a half away from the world cup, which is kind of crazy or is that right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, man. Catching <laughs> up. Yeah. You're going to see the first World Cup to be played in empty stadiums. Probably. And uh, it'll be the first World Cup in the winter, too. Or it'll be a cheaper one. I don't see. I wonder how many people will be willing to travel, you know? Um, I think people will be willing to travel. I think the question will be, will they be allowed to travel? Especially for the folks That's true. here in the great country of America. I'm sure for the rest of the world, nobody wants to deal with our infected asses. So it's going to be, <laughs> I'm going to have to, be banned. I'm going to have to use my Mexican passport to get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mexico's having a surge in COVID. So they, yeah, that passport might also be blocked. That, dude. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. Cause you're right. You know, it could be the first World Cup that we're not going to have any fans. And at that point, why even have the World Cup? Just push it back. They'll, they'll have that thing that uh, temperature checks. If you have the cold, you're not seeing the game. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, they're also very strict about like alcohol and women. So it'll be very interesting to see how this world cup pans out. I think they're going to have like designated areas where you can drink, but they're going to be not at the stadium. So it'll be weird. Damn. Yeah. For the heathens. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Um, yeah, I think we pretty much covered everything. Um, we're, we're going to see how this, this new story unfolds for Chivas, you know, um, with Vucetich at the wheel. Uh, if he can't help us, man, Nobody can, you know, like this guy, this guy's supposed to. I think he'll be fine. I think then I was fine too. All of a sudden, all these guys that were sick or injured return. <laughs> he's gone. Uh, I think he'll be fine, dude. I don't know whether he's going to be what fans are hoping or something else, but this guy knows what he's doing. You know, he won't, I don't think he'll crash the, the ship. Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, here's the thing. This is his first big club. I mean, he hasn't coached America, has he? He he hasn't coached, you know, this is the biggest club he's ever had. Yeah. Um, so it's like, this is a different animal, man. This is, you, you see, you see players and you see coaches that just can't handle the 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 pressure you know the expectations because this is a this isn't Leon this isn't Decos true the spotlight will be more on him but I I do think you know I I do think he's been around long enough that he's not like a rookie or anything so yeah I do think that's gonna help him just that he has that experience I mean when he was at Querétaro I think they brought him in and he knew how to manage Ronaldinho because. Uh, um, by that's, not starting him, <laughs> I mean he didn't play. <laughs> but see, he he did that, so it kind of shows his character. Uh, 
because uh, what was his name? Um, Nacho was like losing the squad, and and just from what we heard, you know, he uh-huh. he was having a hard time controlling them. And then Busek came in and was like, you know, he just laid down the law and he took him all the way to the final. Yeah, and he, he actually impressive. Yeah, he actually beat Chivas uh, in in a final in the Copa Copa Mekis. Yeah. I I don't forget that. Hola, are you still there? Oh no, I lost Hoel. What happened? Uh hold on. Ah, Joel, are you still there? You're, yes, I'm here. You oh. were saying something about Puse and final, like with Ronaldinho. Oh, uh, no, I don't think Ronaldinho was there anymore, but it was a Copa MX final, and then I think they beat Chivas in penalties. Um, but he was he was at the re- he was at the helm at the time. So. Yeah, well, that's that's the first that's the first trophy for Querétaro. First division championship. Wow. Uh, it's not league, but it's still. Yeah, it's like their first he title. Put some, he put something in their vitrinas, man. Not even Nadlas has that. We're going to just kick them while they're down. Dude. Oh, my God, dude. Because, look, even Veracruz won a Copa MX. Damn. I mean, Veracruz wasn't even paying their players, man. And so, what's going on, Atlas? How man. can you see Veracruz? Winning, dude, and their their players aren't even getting paid. You're supposed to have these canteranos that bleed through the jersey, and you guys can't even muster that. They so, got a uh, they got a bunch of Argentines. They got a bunch of Argentines in the team, man. They don't even have they don't they don't even have like the the cantera anymore. You know, like they used to be known for supposedly... having. Huh? Yeah. 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 No, I mean supposedly they they I mean you know they still. Have some some players there, but yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, um, we'll see what happens with uh, the King Midas. I I do hope he could he could put that you know his winning touch. That that winning touch, I think uh, the the biggest improvement we'll see is just the mindset, the mentality. Um, you know, fix the you know maybe not send them to Colombia. Uh, para pedir, uh, um, oh my god but hopefully you know he can he can i mean we we're just coming off a, a two goal victory our first two goals of the season we got a we got plenty of talent we got speed now it's just like putting it all together with the right coach this is the she was she was you know they got they got uh 12 spots you know they can they can finish in the 12th 12th seed it doesn't really matter but once you get to the playoffs that's a completely different animal and he's got a really good track record so i'm excited to see what he does on saturday at 3 p.m yeah. and then look it's 12 so it's 18 teams but you don't count yourself so it's 12 out of 17 but then we automatically discount not last <laughs> 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 That's six. 
It's kind of hard not to. You're going to have to try not to qualify, man. It's, I think it's going to be harder to not qualify to Ligia than to actually qualify to Ligia. That's actually, that's actually right, you know? It's like it's harder to not make it than it is to, to make it, man. Yeah, so, I mean, and then you got these smaller teams like, like Mazatlán, San Luis, that they don't have that much depth uh, that are going to hurt somewhere down the line with injuries and whatnot. So, I mean, yeah, you had Juarez, Mazatlán, um, Atletico San Luis. That's already... Yeah, yeah, you already got a bunch of teams already that were just... And 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 it's a shame that there's no there's no punishment for 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 you know last place. There's no re- regulation, at least for the next two years. So yeah, there won't be relegation. So that's that's not you know, you, as a team, you don't have to worry about it. They should at least um, like uh, they should they should still find some way to punish the team. Uh, in the MLS, they give the the shittiest team the wooden spoon, but. Mexico being Mexico, they should just make them wear <laughs> like paper bags over their heads. <laughs> unless we unless would have the, the gold spoon by now. <laughs> <laughs> At least they would have something in the in the cabinet, man. <laughs> this would be gold. Like I, you know, you can level up on guns in Call of Duty. <laughs> Those Canadian spoon, man. <laughs> It's like it went from like wood to like uh you know aluminum and then uh, since they're so you know just just keep... they, would, they would have that man the platinum <laughs> No but I'm serious they should wear like paper bags over their heads while they play like just for like the first game of the season cuz they were the shittiest team you know there's no other punishment you can't regulate these guys you know you should you should find some way to shame them it should, yeah, you know what, you're right, it should be. Or, or you have to make every team, you have to do the, you have to do the, um, you know what to do in Spain, like, for I think they only do it at the start of the season, so the team that won, when when they play their first game, the other, oh, um, yeah. they do like a, They do the they, um, standing ovation thing where, like, they, they, like, line up and then they, what it's called, yeah. They, like, they clap, and then was, yeah. So they're gonna you're gonna have to do that like for every game, dude, you know. <laughs> Just <laughs> nothing. Nah, they they should be they should uh they should make them come out every game with paper bags over their heads and everyone gets to laugh at them. <laughs> Just those paper bags but uh, up until the anthems are played, right? So I don't think you'll be able to run around like that. Uh, <laughs> Oh man! Shit. Well, yeah, well, there we there we go, man. We got everything wrapped up for uh, Jornada Tres and Cuatro. Next week we'll we'll be talking about the the results that will happen uh, tomorrow and and this weekend, and then we'll see how there again without failure. There's always some kind of novella, chisme, drama going on in the league, so uh, we'll keep you guys posted on Twitter. Um, but yeah, thank everyone for, uh, and the YouTube, YouTube was live today, man. There was a lot of people listening. And so thank you guys for listening. And Oh, also I want to, uh, apologize for the last episode. We had some, some technical difficulties. So the audio is, is shit. And, uh, unfortunately the file got corrupted. So you guys won't be able to 
to ever listen to it. And man, there's a lot of shit we said on that one. So it's just lost in the archives. Um, but yeah, who thanks for uh, for hopping on tonight. Do you got any other any closing thoughts? That's just it, man. Because Liga MX harder to miss Liga than to qualify. <laughs> Let's it's go. Still, still fun. It's still fun to watch. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you for listening.